settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? Because every day is for the girls. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alerio. And today we are talking about masculine versus feminine energy. I am really excited for this one. I love this topic. I love the psychology and the science behind this topic. If you have been following me for at least a few months now, you may have seen the reel that I posted back in June. It went pretty viral. And for people who don't understand this topic and don't understand the difference between masculine and feminine energy, it definitely ruffled some feathers because people would much rather just be trolls on social media than actually just do a quick Google search and see if there's any credibility to what I'm saying. And I'm actually going to play the reel for you guys right now. I'd like you guys to hear it before I continue this episode and explain everything. So let me play this real quick. The reason why alpha females who embrace their masculine energy stay single longer is very simple. We need a man who has even stronger masculine energy, so much so that it overpowers our masculinity, or we're just going to get bored easily and lose interest quickly. Because when a woman is super independent that she does every single thing by herself, it's going to take a man to come in and provide for her in ways that nobody else ever had or can in order for her to let him take care of her. I'm going to break this all down in a minute, but that was the reel that I had posted that really inspired me to not necessarily start this podcast, but it actually inspired me to say like, I want to talk about this more in depth somewhere. Like I want to have a platform to speak about this topic. And so now that I have this podcast, I am not wasting time to hop on the opportunity to do that. So first things first, it is important, very important, honestly vital to understand that both male and female human beings have both masculine and feminine energy. Masculine energy does not equate to male and feminine energy does not equate to female. Neither one belong to a gender. Both male and female have both. Everyone has both energies. Now that I have made that crystal clear, let's go over all the versions of both energies. Before we get into this topic, in more detail and more explanation, I want you guys to fully understand the traits and the characteristics of each energy. The masculine energy is the action energy. This is the doer, the protector, the initiator. Masculine energy is all about producing, thinking, asserting, creating. Okay, this is the confident, logical, focused, and strong energy. Whereas the feminine energy is the emotional energy. The feminine is the receiver, the intuitive, the listener. This energy is all about comforting, allowing, feeling, and caring. Okay? Feminine energy is the nurturing, effortless, empathetic, vulnerable energy. Now, there are, of course, toxic versions of both energies. So the toxic wounded masculine energy is controlling, aggressive, egotistical, and maybe even abusive. And the toxic wounded feminine energy is insecure, needy, codependent, 
and is often in the victim mentality. Now that you understand both of these energies, I am sure you can pinpoint which traits you have of both sides. I'm sure right now hearing that you're like, oh, that makes sense. I'm this, but I'm also that. I am the action taker, but I'm also vulnerable. I'm also empathetic, you know? So everybody has both. So I'm sure you guys can look right now and, and figure out between you, your partner, you'll know which traits you have, which traits he or she has. For me, I am a female who has really strong masculine energy. Sometimes it overpowers my feminine energy. And it's something that I am becoming more and more and more hyper aware of. I'm very, very self-aware. So I am working on that because I consider myself to be an alpha female, like you heard me say in that reel, because of this, almost to a fault. Because sometimes I would much rather be the light submissive, receptive, divine feminine. For me and for any other alpha-like masculine energy type of women who get me, I try at least to make it a point to navigate my masculine energy only into my professional life and my feminine energy only into my personal life. When it comes to work and really when it comes to all aspects of my life, I am a huge action taker. I am very assertive. I just provide for myself. I've always been like that and I'm totally okay with that in my work life because it gets me ahead of the game. However, when it comes to dating, I am so far opposite that I would consider myself behind. You know, professionally, I'm ahead. Personally, I'm behind. Because of my masculine energy, basically, it's made me attract a lot of partners with feminine energy, and that just simply won't work for me. So I'm going to give you guys two examples of a potential partner who is in their feminine energy rather than in their masculine energy. I'm going to relate this to a man, and I'm going to say he because I'm straight. I'm, this is a heterosexual example. But Take this as you wish. It doesn't matter what gender your partner is or potential partner is. You could flip the narrative your own way. I'm just going to refer to a guy right now. So these are two examples of a guy who is in his femininity rather than in his masculinity. One, if you haven't heard from him and you call him out and he says something like, well, the phone works both ways. Yuck. No. Ew. Gross. That's him trying to receive, aka that's him embracing his femininity and making no effort on doing, making no effort on providing, making no effort on taking action. I don't like a man who expects me to call. I like a man who is high effort. I like a man who makes the effort to call me. I like a man who wants to provide, wants to take the action, not sits back and waits to receive from me. Number two, if a guy asks you to quote, quote, I'm making air quotes with my fingers right now, you guys can't see. If a guy asks you to hang out without a set plan, without a time and a place, like he doesn't just say, what are you doing Friday at eight? I would love to take you here. You know, a guy who's like, oh, we should hang out sometime, but asks you where you want to go. Gross again. Or a guy who just says he's bad at making plans. Again, gross, no effort. So a guy who's asking to see you without actually making a plan to see you or asks where you want to go or tells you he's bad at making plans, major, major, major red flag to me. I also want to give the ultimate 
ultimate masculine energy example. Now, I know I have high standards, but I'm not delusional. I'm not expecting this to happen to me. I'm not expecting a huge celebrity with a private jet. But one of my favorite celebrity relationship type stories, and I'm not really into celeb info, but I heard this on TikTok and I was like, oof, now that is a man, that is masculine energy, is Joe Manganiello and Sofia Vergara, who are now married, how they got together. So apparently she had been previously engaged and they, Joe and Sophia had met at a party or something like that. And then her engagement got called off and it made public news. And the minute that he found out that she was now single, she was also not even in LA. She was in like New Orleans, I think he said, filming a movie or filming a show. And he got her number and he flew out to New Orleans to take her out. She had said like, oh no, it's okay. Like you could wait, we could wait until I get home. Like, don't worry about it. You know, we could go out, whatever. And he was like, oh no, no, no. Like I want to take you out. And I'm not waiting. I'm not getting in line. I'm not letting anybody else get in front of me, knowing that you're single now, knowing that you're off the market. I am coming to take you out. And he flew to New Orleans and he took her out. And like I said, I'm not expecting this. But the point is, is that it exists. This masculine energy that just takes action and knows what it wants and is just that strong energy. They go after it they provide and they will get what they want. So that's an extreme version, like I said, but even in smaller examples, this is the type of energy that at least I like (laughs) in a guy. I love that masculinity. It is in the nature of a man and his masculine. Again, I'm speaking heterosexually. This could be for whoever, but it's in the nature of someone in their masculine energy in this case, a man and his masculine energy, to be the decision maker. Like I said, I'm a huge action taker. So I can tell you for a fact, when I am in my masculine, it is just in my nature to get shit done. I do not wait for anyone to do it for me. So when it comes to the romantic side, for me to fall for a man means his masculine energy has to be at that level. It has to be way more overpowering than mine. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like I'm the divine masculine rather than feeling like the divine feminine. If I have to be the provider in all aspects of my life, then I'm never going to be able to receive. I'm never going to be able to be the nurturer. I'm always going to be stuck being the action taker. Okay, so a woman like me in her masculine tends to stay single longer because of this. We don't necessarily want to take care of everything by ourselves, but we operate better alone than we do by having to take care of both ourselves and a man. I will take care of a man in the feminine aspect. I will be the nurturer, comfort. I will be the listener. I will be the intuitive. I will be the embracer. I will be there for him emotionally and lovingly and... It is part of that role in the feminine energy to be the biggest cheerleader and the biggest support and that person's sanity, really. You are the person that brings them ease. That is the role of the divine feminine. Again, whether it belongs to a man or a woman is not the point, but that is the femininity that 
we provide, really. That is providing. Now, I don't want to have to tell a man how to treat me. So that is why women, you know, who relate to me tend to stay single longer. Because if, if he doesn't provide, we won't ask. We would rather stay single until someone just knows how to provide properly. Whether that be financially, emotionally, deeply, in fun, easy ways, it doesn't matter. There are all different layers to providing. And the divine masculine will just know how to provide for the divine feminine without being asked. And I'm going to give one last example when it comes to attracting the right romantic partner for you. If you are wanting to be in your divine feminine and you are seeking a partner in their divine masculine, one important thing to note, anyone in their masculine energy is never going to ask anyone in their feminine energy what they bring to the table. Meaning like, job, degree, anything like that. So I'm going to speak heterosexually again. A man seeking the divine feminine partner is never going to ask a woman, what do you bring to the table? And he's never going to care what car she drives, what degree she has, what job she has, how much money she has. He will not care at all. He will be seeking a partner who he can trust, who can comfort him, who will listen to him, who will be vulnerable with him. That is the divine feminine partner that a divine masculine is seeking. Be aware of those men who are in that feminine energy that are looking for a partner who provides. What do you bring to the table? What does it matter what I bring to the table? That's not my role, okay, as a feminine. When you are being sought after, you will know what that what that potential partner is looking for in their partner. It'll be made super clear, you know, depending on whether it's the questions that they ask you or the tone that they set or the way that they say certain things. Or you could even just straight up ask them, what are you looking for in a partner? What what is a priority to you? What is a deal breaker for you? What does what are the qualities, traits, and characteristics that your ideal partner has to have. And you can pay very close attention to the things that they, you know, are looking for in a partner. And you'll know if they are looking for someone to provide, then they are looking for someone in their masculine, not their feminine. So now, of course, you want to have a good balance of both of the energies, you know. Like I said, I definitely embrace my masculinity, but I'm also working on embracing my femininity more. So I'm not saying I want to only have one, not the other. You're going to have a balance of both. So if you feel like you are really strong in one and not the other, and you are becoming more self-aware of wanting to balance it out, here are some tips and ways that you can embrace both masculinity and femininity. So let's dive into the masculine partner first. One, support the feminine partner, whether it's by respecting their hustle, asking questions about it, asking questions about what they're up to, showing interest in it, or even providing financially. If they have no hustle, you're literally showing them, I support you no matter what your life looks like and you provide for them. Now, also on providing, number two, provide security. Make them feel safe and protected by you, whether that's emotionally, physically, 
mentally, and yes, financially, whatever it is, by showing and voicing how much you value them. The feminine partner needs to feel cherished by the masculine partner. Let them know how valuable this partnership, this relationship, or even this friendship is to you. Number three, lead the relationship by courting them, showing them romance. You know, that's a really big important thing to keep the spark going and to keep them feeling pursued. Number four, be a problem solver, be an I got it type of person, which really requires developing your mind and being thoughtful. Thoughtfulness is key to being that I got it problem solving type of person. And number five, do favors for them. This is kind of like the acts of service type of love language. Little favors, big favors, help alleviate stress or help alleviate a really busy day where they have a lot of things to do and just offer to help and to do the favor for them. Now, for the feminine partner. One, allow the masculine to provide for you. Allow them to help you even with the little things like saying, oh, could you pass me this plate? Or would you be able to pick up my dry cleaning on your way home? It's really important to allow yourself to receive. Don't be like, oh, I could just do it myself. Just allow the masculine to provide for you. I know if you're anything like me, you're like, it's better off if I just do it myself. It'll get done faster. But just sit back, relax, accept, accept it, you know, allow it. Number two, be more open hearted and open minded to conflict resolution and forgiveness. Not everything and everyone needs to be cut off the first time it goes wrong which leads to my next point. This leads to number three, make room for open and clear communication. Ask questions, voice your feelings, your needs, your concerns. This open dialogue is how you will be able to pinpoint number two by having that conflict resolution, having more forgiveness, so on and so forth. Number four, show empathy. Don't just feel bad for your masculine partner, but be in the moment with them and feel with them. If they're having a bad day, don't just feel sorry for them, but use your compassion to make their day brighter. Get creative and be, you know, as loving as you possibly can. And number five, show the masculine affection. This is your nurturing side. Even if it's just holding their hand or touching their arm when they're speaking to you, you know, just a little like embrace, maybe your knees touch, like show that kind of affection, really be there with them, really make sure that they can feel through your touch that you are affectionate and that you are listening and that you care and that you are here in this moment and enjoying this with them. And yes, if you're, you know, in a relationship, whether it be a kiss, a hug, anything like that, And like I said, I am becoming more and more self-aware on this and I am working on this because I know that you will attract the opposite of what you are. If you are all in on your masculinity, you are going to attract feminine partners. If you are all in on your femininity, you are going to attract masculine partners. That is just how it works. And aside from the romantic side of it, trust me when I say, you will be able to identify right away at this point when you talk to anyone. 
whether it's romantic, completely platonic, friends, family, male, female, anyone, you will know which energy that they are embracing. When they are talking to you about their current romantic situation, their friend situation, their work situation, now that you know the difference between these two and what it really means, you will be able to identify what every single person is embracing in their energy, in their daily life. Okay, let's get into some submissions. I'm really just going to pinpoint on one of them. I had a lot of people kind of repeat the same sort of thing, which is super crazy that so many women deal with the same thing with men. So this girl wrote saying, I feel like I'm so quote, quote, I hate men because of toxic masculinity. Like I know what I want, but I have this wall up because I'm so used to guys with an ego commitment issues and make me feel insecure. I don't know how to get past that and open up to dating again. And then, like I said, I actually had a lot of other girls write in like that their ex was really toxic with his masculinity, their current boyfriend, whatever else and what have you about toxic masculinity. So this whole ego commitment issues made me feel insecure. It is that almost abusive, toxic, masculine energy that wants you to feel like he is superior to you. It's like those guys that make a move on you and then even as respectfully as you can be, even when you decline respectfully, letting them know that you're not interested, then they start being rude to you. You know, Then they start insulting you to make sure you know, oh, I didn't even want you anyway, that type of thing. Like that is that wounded ego. When you walk around with this I hate men persona, like this energy, Yeah, you're not going to attract a man in his divine masculine because you are showcasing now a wounded feminine energy. Now you are showcasing that insecure victim mentality feminine energy. And I get it because now you have this wall up that is not allowing you to receive Because you're really trying to protect yourself. You're trying to protect your energy. So now you're blocking anybody from providing for you. So like I said, I get that. But it's like fighting fire with fire. You're fighting wounded toxic masculinity with wounded toxic femininity. Now, like you said, you know what you want but you're so used to X, Y, and Z. So you're putting up that insecure victim mentality as a defense mechanism. And the same way your divine feminine can point out a toxic masculine from a mile away, the way that you're like, I'm so sick of these guys. I already know this one is going to be like that. This one is going to be like that. The way that you can point out that toxic masculinity, the divine masculine can point out toxic femininity. You have to make sure that you play devil devil's advocate and put yourself in both shoes because you're not going to attract what you want because what you want is the divine masculine, but the divine masculine is see, seeing your toxic feminine. So I hope that that helped answer your question. Just be more open to receiving. I don't really have a specific tangible on like, here's what you need to do, but I am telling you what you need to not do and you need to not decide that every man is going to be like that don't wear an I hate men freaking hat you know don't tattoo it to your forehead 
let people know what your intentions are. As long as you just make it clear what you want, you will be able to shoo away what you don't want and receive exactly what you do want. That just about wraps up today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of For the Girls. I will see you guys next week. Until next time, girls.